Hey everybody, it's your old friend John Luna with another fine episode of the RFC Minicast. Back-to-back episodes where I'm joined by Mr. Rob Clay and Mr. XV. How are you boys doing? Not bad. Now, are you sure you're recording? I am very sure we're, we're recording. <laughs> your Excellent. Le- your levels look spectacular. And Why, thank you. So do yours. Yes. Yes. Is this a bust? <laughs> Why, yes. It's quite impressive. Um, guys, I have a fairy tale ending related to Transformers toys. At least I hope. Maybe. Maybe we'll decide it's not. But if you ask me, it's a fairy tale ending. And I am talking about Combiner Wars, um, Superion, and Minasaur in the United States getting Wild Rider and Slingshot apparently as exclusives for online retailers and maybe somebody, some brick and mortar at some point, but definitely online retailers. Guys, we get new and old in the great US of A. Um, first of all, let's talk about, let's just talk about the, the fact that we're, we're getting these. Um, Slingshot and Wild Rider, are you surprised at all that we're going to get these so quickly or at all what what are your initial thoughts when you saw like oh yes we're actually going to get them and here are the pictures of them carded and this is happening what what was your initial like reaction to that yeah to be honest like since they weren't talked about at any of the toy fair events that happened uh i was not expecting to see these so soon there had been like inventory computer leaks as there had been for months at that point of just about everything so, like, we had an idea it was going to happen, but it was still really ambiguous and nebulous. And, well, that could just be Christmas for all we know. Yeah, I was I was thinking the fall myself. Mm-hmm. Do you think that these, uh, even though we didn't hear about these, do you think one or both of them were planned all along? Or do you think this was reaction in reaction to fan reaction, which was pretty vocal? about these two not being in the the initial Combiner Wars sets? Well, I, think, I have a theory. Okay, go, you go first, Rob, and then I'll, I'll yeah. follow I, up. I think, you know, uh, we, we saw an interview with the designers at Takara who said that if, we, if they were going to go to all this effort to make the G1 Combiners, they wanted them to be as close to the originals as possible, and so they were the ones that, you know, uh, uh, that basically spearheaded the creation of these you know changed fifth characters and i i think more than anything it it was not so much a reaction to fan reaction so much as they saw it was an opportunity to you know have two more toys to sell and since they know there is a pretty a pretty good collector's market especially for online retailers and i think they're also uh going through diamond comics that you know Mm -hmm. that's a that's a real good channel for something like that, that it, that is very, very specifically targeted at older fans, whether intentional, whether that was the you know original intention or not. Yeah. I think Rob's basically on the right track with this. I think, okay. So like these heads were designed into the molds when the molds were created. This isn't a reactionary thing as such, but I real I very strongly believe that it was the Takara Tomi people who initiated, okay, put the heads on for these characters in the tooling so that we can use them when we release these toys. And then Hasbro's like, well, if they're there anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So <clears throat> so you think Takara is the one that basically was like, we're going to do this. So Yeah, because like, I was going to cite the same thing Rob did. There was the interview with... Um, was it Yuki or was it Hasui? 
I don't remember. I want to say Yuki because I, I think Star Saber came up repeatedly in the same interview. So, well, that would make sense then, wouldn't it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, you know, he specifically said that you know they yeah, like Rob was summarizing, they wanted them to be as close to the original product as possible, and they really didn't understand why Hasbro was doing this, that, and the other thing with their versions. Now, we can understand it because we're more in tune with how Hasbro's marketing works. And despite what may or may not have been said at interviews at Toy Fair, you know, uh, adding in Alpha Bravo, adding in Off-Road, it makes more variety in what the vehicles are. And it, it also enriches what Generations is. It incorporates new characters into the old setting. And that's something that's really necessary uh, I mean, we're kind of getting on a tangent on that, but uh, I, I tend to do that if you Keep haven't going. noticed. Keep going. You're um, on a roll. No, but like, um, you know, from Hasbro's perspective, throw some new stuff in there. There's variety. The The stories will like that better. It will it will uh, play better to the market. Uh, Takara doesn't have to worry about that. They're selling box sets. So, you know, they can they can make them as uh, as accurate as they want to, basically, because, I mean, their Transformers market basically is entirely an adult market. Transformers have never been a big seller with kids in Japan from any indication I've ever heard. Mm, interesting. Now, do you guys uh, do you guys think that this, <clears throat> this episode, I guess, if you will, will have any kind of effect on future Combiner Wars lines? Do you think this changes at least maybe Hasbro's thinking going forward? Or do you think, if anything, this opens the door to, like, well, we can have more than four limbs in any subgroup. Now they're like now there are no rules. It's the Wild West. How do you guys think this affects things down the road? You know, like you you say it in reference to just the number of team members, but I really feel like in the context of the rules that we always have assumed existed, there are no rules anymore because everything is different with Transformers in the last two years. Yeah. It, it's... So yeah, I, I think the rules are out the window. <laughs> Yeah. Um, my biggest thought on, on what this means for the future is I'm going to be really fascinated to see what Takara does when we get to Defensor. Because there is not any mold that we know of that will work as Groove for to be for Groove to be an arm or leg. And, and, then, I, we, and then we get Generations Rekgar with a strapped-on combiner peg and an accessory foot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay with that just for for the sheer comedy value, but yeah, that's 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 the part I am most looking forward to. I want to see what Unite Warriors Defensor looks like, and then whatever it is they do to uh, to get that, I want one of those on, on the uh, in through the same channels as Slingshot and Wild Rider. I wonder. And... I wonder if they would go to all the trouble of. I'm not saying they would, but maybe like take the chassis of. Um, of one of the uh, biker chicks, if you will, take her and turn her into a, a deluxe-ish groove. I wonder if that would work. I don't know. I the combiner would... port's so hmm. big, though, they would have to seriously redesign any pre-existing toy to incorporate it. What I'm, what I'm thinking is... Actually? I, I, I referenced uh, inventory leaks before. We know that from that there's a scattershot Voyager coming uh, for the first wave of 2016. Uh, so probably we're getting some Technobots... And depending what they do for what afterburner is that the motorcycle? I always get my technobots confused. Me too. Uh, depending what they do for that, Takara could just hold off on Defensor for a little while and repurpose that into a deluxe groove. 
There are ways. If the, well, I guess yes. I would say if there's a way, they will find it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and you're you're right. I'm excited about that. I actually forgot about possibly probably Technobots, and there's also like Bruticus coming uh, mm-hmm. almost certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honestly, the same way the scatter shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, man, um, huh? I, do you guys think actually to kind of close out the our little chat about Combiner Wars? So we know basically through um, through those two. Do you do you see the line continuing after that? I mean, if you had to like project, knowing kind of what we know now, and at least like at first, like first go, it's gone gangbusters as far as like social media chatter and like fan reception and all that stuff. Um, do, I mean, how far do you think they're gonna? We can go with this until like there's a serious drop off in rain, in name recognition. I mean, what do you guys see? How 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 can we stretch this? How far can well, we go? Well, you know, we we still got the fan built combiner project that has to produce fruit, which that's going to be 2016 before we see that. So, like, we've got we've got stuff for at least two waves into 2016, which takes care of half the year's toy line. Rob, what do you see like? as like its second or third life like how how would you what would you guess we're looking at maybe second half 2016 2017 are we still like do we still have combiner war combiners coming out what do you think i think if they continue to be received as well as they have been i i think we will um you know there there's always that that generations uh, a drop off where you know once you get past 1986 characters get more sparse so you know I don't expect Combiner Wars. I'll be surprised if Combiner Wars is any different in that sense. But you know, I'm I'm really not sure beyond that. I, I'm looking forward to whatever they come up with because I I'm kind of thinking that what, once we get towards the end of the wave that has things like Optimus Maximus, we're going to uh, start uh, seeing more crazy things like that in Cyclonus, and I'm really looking forward to you know, <laughs> in, in a certain sense breaking out of that classical uh, G1 mold entirely and seeing mm-hmm. what what new characters and new combiners and new ideas we get brought into the line. Mm-hmm. I agree. So guys, moving on to delightful discoveries <laughs> that you guys had <clears throat> in the world of uh, sort of third party knockoff Fans project, <laughs> combiner limbs, and I think me and Rob had the exact same thought on this, which is that why did it take him so long? Yeah, I've been waiting. For, I've been checking big lots. I've been checking, you know, <laughs> and any kind of discount goods store like that, waiting to see the day when we would find something like this. And I'm so happy. <laughs> well, Just so uh, happy that it's finally happened. Take us, take us on the ride. Tell, tell us what you guys discovered and, and paint the picture for the listeners. Please, Rob. After you, you've had the most experience with these. Okay. Well, what we are looking at is upscaled copies of uh, Fans Project Explorer Munitioner, which, of course, some of their uh, earliest stuff, the uh, Combaticon add-ons for the Energon Bruticus, and. You know, originally about scout size and now slightly larger than current deluxes, I would say. Um, yeah. No, actually, I, they're fairly larger than deluxes. Yeah. I mean, well, in in robot mode, Explorer feels about the same size a, as a deluxe at the moment. Uh, but there's just so much shuttle there that it, once you turn it to a space shuttle, and it is once again a space shuttle because there's an actual windshield painted on and not, so it's not just a drone. Oh, so it um, has more, it has more than Swindle does. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And the, the undersides of the wings are painted, the sides that only show in robot mode. But, you know, once you get it turned into a shuttle, it's about eight inches long. It's a, it's a pretty substantial toy. Um, where these are showing up, since we uh, did not mention that, are in Easter baskets at Walgreens at the fifteen ninety nine price point. Um, there's three figures in the wave. One is an upscale of one of those Energon Scouts, one of the aerial bots. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so far I'm the, I seem to be the only person who has lucked into one basket with uh, uh, both of the Fans Project figures. I think maybe Rob Springer did, too. But that seems to be the rarest configuration. I, there were several of the Easter baskets in question at my local Walgreens, and you know, I looked, I looked at all of them, and if they had had one that had two of those in it, I definitely would have got it. There just there was not. I assume they're being semi-randomly packed, and you know, every once in a while it just happens. Okay, two of these go in, not one of those. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Yes, mm-hmm. random or haphazard. Whichever, whichever, however you want to describe it. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfocused factory worker, perhaps. But yes. Uh, mm-hmm. yes, very loose guidelines on how to fill this uh, this basket. There, just, there probably aren't it. guidelines besides put two in and little stupid candy. Yes. 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 And, and not, a, not a lot of candy uh, with it for, uh, uh-huh. for the price. You get uh, a packet of M&Ms, a fun dip, and some lemon heads. That's, that's about it. And all, of course, fun size, which is tiny. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Fifteen ninety nine for one of these Easter baskets feels a little steep to me, and if not for the novelty of hey, cheap bootleg third party, I would never have actually gone in for it. But you know, some things are just some things they come along and you just have to. Yeah. But like since these are out there now, I'm really anticipating when like Family Dollar or Big Lots or what have you, these just show up on their own. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a sweet day. Hey, can I ask you specifically, tell me about what I'm sure is like the premium quality of the materials themselves. Well, I, I'll reiterate my favorite statement I came up with about these. I've had many knockoffs over the years. These are the first ones that are made of crayon. <laughs> At, yeah, it is a very, it is a very soft, flexible plastic. I, but that's there, probably actually a good thing. It ultimately. absolutely is because, you know, Brittleness has always been a problem with knockoffs. I've had a couple of Robot Mastered Star Saber knockoffs. Both of them have broken pieces. One is just barely keeping its leg on. Mm. I'm not going to have that problem with this. The only part of Explorer in particular that worries me is that his head is on a fairly narrow, non-articulated little stalk, and you have to push it down into the torso to transform it. That, that concerns mm. me. But that's the only part of it that I think really poses any danger of breaking. Um, possibly, you know, the rest of it has you know fair danger of killing me because it's got a lot of sharp edges. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it it's it it is uh, it is as authorized as it is safety tested. It it is not. I would not give it to kids, honestly. So, Rob, let me ask you a question. Now, yeah. on my on my swindle based one here, uh, there mm-hmm. is a big white label on it that. Uh, gives the manufacturer information, including their specific address. Does mm-hmm. uh, the does the does the blast off one have that? Yes, at my swindle ah. had it, and my blast off had it. And sadly, the website has not been updated since like 2011. I looked. <laughs> I, I wanted to update. I want them to have a whole range of these. Mm-hmm. But you know, a kind of with, with knockoffs like this, it's kind of gutsy to put your name on it. But I don't think it's as big a risk when you're 
you know, knocking off fans project is when you're knocking off Hasbro. Yeah. Yeah. There's some <laughs> irony. <laughs> And, like, Big Lots got in trouble a few years ago for selling knockoff Transformers because they were selling knockoffs of stuff that Hasbro was actually putting in the stores legit also. Uh, but, I mean, Big Lots, Big Lots still carries no-brand, you know, original design transforming robots, and they could totally have these in, too, because this is not Hasbro technology. Yeah, and I still see the occasional toy of Big Lots that was clearly a Cybertron Soundwave Legends class in a, in a previous life. Yeah, uh, I've seen some of those recently too. They're pretty far removed at this point, but yeah, you you can totally see the origin. So, yeah. so as these are obviously seasonal, more or less holiday items, do they tend to disappear immediately after Easter? Pretty quick. Uh, well, the good ones disappear pretty quick, and I use good ones in a really loose definition, but um. <laughs> Like, you know, the things that gain notoriety of any kind tend to disappear, whereas your stuff that just has, like, uh, you know, little quasi-two-dimensional plane toys will stick around a little bit and sometimes go on discount for the couple weeks after Easter. But, yeah, I mean, Easter, as of the time we're recording, Easter is this Saturday, and probably by the time this goes live, they will be long gone. Yeah, I got the last one at my Walgreens, so I, I, you know, I, I don't expect them to survive much past Easter. But again, you know, Big Lots, Family Dollar, any of those kind of places, these exist now. Someone is making these; they will turn up somewhere else. And hey, the the name of the company is right on the toy. It is Mega Toys. If you want to contact them and find out where they're selling these, go they for probably it. don't even know themselves. Yes, possibly not. <laughs> send send them a fax. Write them a letter. Yes. See you can write them a letter. Their street address is on the label. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Uh, signature confirmation. <laughs> Be sure to add that. So while I got while I have you guys on the horn, and <clears throat> we've got some extra time, I want to talk about one of my favorite subjects. And by the time this airs, I'm sure there'll be another reveal or two. But as of this recording, there is uh, there is one official reveal for BotCon exclusives this year. Oh, yes. Ah, yes. It's very blue. And also very blue. It is uh, it's Pack Rat. Generation's Pack Rat. What do you guys think? I sure hope they fix the shins. Yeah. But I kind of like that mold in blue as Pack Rat, I think, more than I liked it as Rat Trap. So. I just don't like that mold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the shins thing. Above, uh, above all, I've never quite felt brave enough to successfully transform it since I got it from you. But uh, So for those unaware of the shins thing, uh, explain to our listeners like what you speak of. All right. So now I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just front load this. It's a design flaw with the toy. Like you can use it. You can transform it completely correctly and through no fault of your own. The shins on the robot legs are hinged. So they flip up for transformation purposes but the 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 way the plastic solidified or the you know there's a millimeter off in the design measurements or something but the hinges that they articulate around can and do rather easily crack when you're moving them normally for transformation that is so a, if, the bummer if, that's a bummer if oh, nothing yes. has if nothing has been done or nothing has happened to correct for that or pack rat my solid recommendation would be to never transform that toy because, you know, you get a good enough chance of having a messed up BotCon toy right out of the box anyway. Don't compound it by actually doing something that is known to possibly break. Yeah. 
Uh, well, is this uh, based on just what you what you've seen, what you know, what you've just said? Does it seem like a fixable thing? I think you can shave down the parts in question so that they will move a little bit more smoothly. Again, I don't think that's something you should have to do on something like a BotCon toy. I don't think that's something you should really have to do on any toy particularly, but, you know, retail is one thing. Premium BotCon toy is something completely else. So I want to also ask you guys about kind of just BotCon in in general. Um, Whether or not whether or not you're uh, anybody is a devoted collector of all Bakan toys, or they only pick up the ones that strike their fancy, or they just observe. Um, do you guys? What do you guys? What are your opinions on eclectic set versus very much themed set? Fun Pub's done probably almost equal amounts of both, where the theme is very tight and and locked down with for the box set proper, or. Look, it's like it's very much like mishmash with a very loose bit of fiction tying it all together. Uh, do you guys have a preference? What do you think's more interesting? What works for you in general? Sometimes the mishmash stuff is actually more fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I think from a practical sense that there, there's a virtue to both because if you like the theme of the focused set, you're golden, and if you don't, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not so good. The eclectic set is a good solution to that because there's hopefully, you know, something that will grab everybody in that set. And, you know, that way you will be able to sell as many of them as possible and see a lot of people's duplicates up on eBay. But And, like, even if the, even if the main box set is a pretty focused theme itself, you know, having some eclectic add-on toys at BotCon kind of helps smooth it out, too, because even if someone's not interested in the box set, they can still come away with something from that BotCon. Because uh, usually the souvenir toys are a wide enough net that there's something interesting in there to someone. Yeah, I agree. And especially, and goodness knows at this point, there are literally a dozen or so toys every year <clears throat> to choose from. The sheer mm-hmm. toy count has skyrocketed basically since, yeah. since Pub took over. So uh, last thing on BotCon itself, what do you guys think of the the marketing and the theme so far? It, it apparently is kind of like an Ocean's Eleven type kind of heist or caper theme. I think it's safe to say like this will be one of those eclectic years. Mm-hmm. Um, so Packrat's the first, and again, we know it's kind of like a heist movie kind of theme. Is that engaging to you guys? Has that caught your attention? What do you guys think so far of, of what we've seen as far as the theming of this year? To be honest, I never have that much interest in the fiction related to the sets. Yeah, same here. And, you know, I, I kind of do pick up notice when it's, when the theme is a series I'm interested in or, or something that appeals to me. But in terms of the more original storylines, I tend to be more ambivalent. And that's pretty much where I am this year. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, well, I, I think it, it also plays into just like, again, the, the eclectic sets. Is, is it's, it's just however we can tie these guys together, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it takes. That's basically the, the fiction. It's just a vehicle to get the set to make some kind of sense. Okay, so mm-hmm. not directly BotCon related, but it is the last, my last question for the, for the show. Um, did, it is related to FunPub. Specifically, uh, at the time, again, at the time of this recording, we've seen pretty good pictures of subscription uh, Lyo Convoy and um, and Nova Prime. What, f- 
first of all, what do you guys think of those two now that we've actually got some really good, honest, in-hand shots of them? And second, um, what do you guys just think of that mold in general, Orion Pax? He, he's, he can be polarizing if size is something that's important to a person. What do you guys think of uh, Leo Convoy and Nova Prime? I like the Orion Pax mold. I, you know, I was not, I didn't, the thing that has always bothered me about the, the, the downsizing of Transformers for a few years there, which I think to a certain degree we're recovering from now, is that at the same time there was a price hike. So you wound up paying more for less. I mean, and once you get into, you know, collector's club territory, you're going to be paying more, period. So perversely, that doesn't strike me as, as much of an issue here. The thing, I like the Lyo Convoy figure. I like I like the decoration. I don't, the initial head that they showed was much better looking than what we wound up with. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know what caused the change, but I wish it hadn't. <laughs> and in, in terms of, in terms of over, the toy overall, Nova Prime is basically the same toy except boring. Right. I think this is one of those cases where a lot of the plastic colors are shared between them and they're making up the balance with the uh, paint. Ah, uh, yeah. Like I have not examined them closely enough to determine if that's determine that for absolute fact, but you know, just it's kind of hard not to get that impression since they're both primarily white recolors of that mold. Yeah. Yeah. They're not the most, uh, they're not the most awe-inspiring thing, but uh, I mean, no, yeah. Leo Convoy. Leo Convoy is fine. I like that. I like. I like the execution of it. I like the concept of it to a degree. Uh, but yeah, like Nova is very, very uninspiring. Indeed, like, that, that's the nicest thing I can say about yes, it. Yes, indeed. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be one of those things that, that once somebody has it in hand, it's a little bit more, more exciting. Uh, maybe, maybe. Definitely, maybe. So, hey guys, a nice <laughs> eclectic uh, number <laughs> Just of like topics. A set. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, we're gonna go like rob a casino in a minute, um, <laughs> and it'll be wacky and zany. But uh, but again, uh, guys, thank you again, XV Rob. Thank you for joining me. Sure. And uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to another um, fine, fine episode of the RFC Minicast. Before I go, uh, I want to remind you guys that yes, the show and all shows at uh, tfradio.net are sponsored by you if you go to tfradio.net and click on the amazon link do your shopping as normal don't have to buy anything extra don't have to do anything special but when you do check out brian kilby gets a few nickels and dimes for toys uh, strike through that i mean keeping (laughs) the lights on uh in the tf radio network and making sure that you can listen to all of this stuff period and also for free so if you like what you hear from this podcast or any other ones, just go to tfradio.net, click on the Amazon link, do your shopping, and by doing that, you help support the show. So uh, for everybody on the RFC minicast, um, previously, currently, and in the future, uh, this is John DeLuna. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next time.